Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and articles on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me after a very long all-star break, a not-so-pleasant all-star break for... My co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Dude, you think that part of it was bad, man. I had the flu for like most of the time you were on vacation. And Ooh. there was like a five-day period where I think I got out of bed for like maybe five or six hours total. That is brutal. That's going around. I uh, I had the flu actually a couple weeks ago. And uh, I don't think it is possible via the internet to give you the flu. So I don't think I'm responsible for your flu. But the timing is very suspect. Did you, like, you know how people used to send that anthrax stuff? Now, this is, if you're a young listener, you might not remember this. Like, send it through the mail. Did you send me the flu through the mail? So, yeah, like, by the way, there's this whole period of time where people, someone, someone was sending anthrax through the mail. Uh, and it was, like, really, really crazy. And then nobody ever figured out who did it. And then that was the end of it. Like, yeah, that's kind of wild. Yeah, well, and, like, everybody was worried. Like, no one wanted to open up the mail for, like, a good, like, what was that, like, a year? Like, you were just like, I'm not opening any mail, man. Just don't send me anything. Yeah, that was, like, almost, like, around the DC sniper days, way back in the early aughts. And that was actually nerve-wracking, too, because you're like, where's where's the DC sniper? He could be anywhere. The guy was on the loose for, like, a better part of a month. Yeah, man, that was that was a wild time in life. Yeah, you think? I guess we think like you know today's uh, world is pretty crazy, but I guess the world's always been crazy, Tyler. Oh, that's we know that's been the case. Yeah, it's it's uh, we didn't start the fire, Billy Joel reference. Go look it up, kids. Uh, but speaking of, I guess uh, crazy times, the All Star Game, Tyler. What happened? Your streak is over. I, I have now I've now been pronounced the king of the All-Star game. We did in the previous episode a draft of all the All-Stars in the game. And like clockwork, LaMarcus Aldridge, two points. And that was the last pick in the draft by Tyler. Uh, and the correct last pick in the draft. But uh Tyler, it, it was very, very close. You were saying uh through the third quarter, I wasn't keeping track of the game live, but uh, in the fourth quarter, my team broke away from yours pretty quickly. Yeah, and I can't tell you exactly how much time was left. It was during a commercial break, and I was like, oh, well, I'll just kind of do some quick and dirty math and see uh, how this is shaking out. Because just by like eyeballing it, I could tell it was pretty close, and it actually worked out at one point in the third quarter where we were like dead even. And I was like, that is the strangest thing. Um, but That's yeah, going down the stretch, it seemed like your men uh, got the best of my men. Uh, I So here's what surprised me, okay? Um, Middleton dropped 20 points, right? So yeah, uh, Middleton was my second to last pick, and I went with a dunks and three strategy, and Middleton hit um, what, six threes in the game? He like came out of nowhere and hit six threes in 21 minutes. And I that really sealed the game. I, I it was one ninety three to one fifty two. Actually, a fairly large blowout for being tied sometime in the third quarter. 
Yeah, and so your strategy threw me off a little bit, and here's why. Middleton, I actually had Middleton ranked over a solid group of people, but you kept picking all the guys that I didn't want to pick. So <laughs> um, I had it, Kyle Lowry, Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving, and then Chris Middleton. But I had all of those guys ahead of Ben Simmons, D'Angelo Russell, Vucevic, Dirk, and LaMarcus Aldridge. But you kept never picking anyone I was going to pick. So you ended up with Middleton, and that was probably the difference. You ended up winning by exactly the score of Chris Middleton and Dirk. Yeah, and shout out to Dirk Nowitzki, who uh, I got with my last pick before you picked LaMarcus. Uh, Nine points, came in, hit three threes from basically midcourt, and then – uh, walked off the court as as the legend Dude, that he is, and he flamed LeBron, which maybe made it even better yet. That anyone who flames LeBron is a hero of mine, and Dirk will always be an all time great in my eyes. LeBron uh, ran out to like mid court to high five him, and Le- and Dirk. If you if you guys haven't seen it, Dirk just literally like pretended like he wasn't there. Yeah, I actually so like <laughs> I actually think I thought they were kind of joking around prior to the like the whole the tw- where they're tweeting at each other. Uh, I think there might be still some bl- bad blood from that uh, that championship. If you remember, uh, Dirk was like sick during one of the games, and like LeBron and Wade were like making fun of him before the game, acting like they were sick. Like that was kind of messed up. Like LeBron and Wade are not like fucking cool people. They're well, not. All you kids who think LeBron is cool, he's not cool. He's been a pretty much a kind of a punk in those early years where he was like dancing on the sidelines and. Uh, you know, uh, obviously the decision was uh, full of nonsense, but he there's some very suspicious injuries where you'd like leave the court and come back in those early LeBron years. He obviously uh, matured and became a legend uh, on his uh, on his own, right? But there's a lot there's a lot of shady shit in LeBron's past that I think the kids seem to have forgotten. Well, and I mean the history between Wade and Dirk even went back further than that, and. Yeah, there's I, that I, whole, uh, what, like 89 free throws in four games that uh, Dwayne Wade shot? Uh, so I, I don't know if you saw this, but ESPN released that story about the referee, that Tim Donahue. Yep. Um, I actually went back when I was reading that story. I actually went back and looked and saw if he, he ref that finals. Did he? He did not, but I – because I mean that's the big thing, right? Is Wade kept getting all these foul calls, almost well, it, like it was fixed. That well, that my- <laughs> let's let's be honest. This was the David Stern era. Those games were fixed. A lot of games were fixed back in the David Stern era, but not for I think gambling reasons, but I think for the the same reasons you see uh, playoffs go five six games even today is that the Dallas team was like the number one team in the league. The Somehow the Wade, uh, he ended up as like a four seed getting into the finals, and they got smoked those first two games. And it was like, well, this is the NBA finals. We make a lot of money on advertising. We can't have this go four games, um, which actually kind of makes that sweep, uh, the, the Warriors sweeping LeBron even more impressive because you know the league was trying to get more than four games out of out of uh out of lebron versus the warriors in the finals so that was the craziest part of that thing was the guy basically admitting uh 
There's certain games I can't fix, but if it's close, I can fix it no matter what. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Though. There was some real shady shit going on back in those uh, mid-90s, early aughts in the NBA. Actually, if you really want to – we're really harping on the kids today, but if you want to go on a real time warp, go look up the Patrick Ewing draft and uh, tell me what is what is suspicious about a grown man slamming an envelope into the side. So this is what they used to just pick out of a out of a ball. They just pick well, envelopes that's how, out like, of a the, ball. That's how the lottery like was back then. I mean, most kids yeah. don't know that, right? They just like had a bunch of balls in a a big basket looking thing, and you just like crank the little wheel and it spun around right in a circle, and then you just reached in there and grabbed a ball out and that was the number right like now you see all those fancy new lottery machines where no one touches it um that's what the lottery looked like in the whatever era i mean we're talking early 90s yeah so go back i think that's still on youtube go back and look up that Uh, ewing draft i know that two years ago it was on youtube because if you remember i wrote that is the lottery fixed article that's a good article. I do remember that article, Tyler. That was a, a great article because you – I think you were kind of a saying it could be fixed for literally any team. Yeah, uh, and we – actually, I went through and did some kind of suspicious ones like Rose staying home and going to the Bulls. Don't, and Don't worry about it. Not important. That wasn't Le- fixed. Right, LeBron staying home and going to the Cavs. Like how some of it seems a little bit – too too convenient right yeah yeah we'll go with that word yeah too convenient um well only one of those was legit and that was derrick rose um but tyler like i said we i'm gonna give myself some props shout out to me picking the best the number one player number one Giannis with 38 points and but shout out to you picking lamarcus who like i said only got two points in this in this game uh, you had a really uh, AD being injured didn't help. Embiid only ten points uh, with your second pick, very strange. Um, and then you know a late Kimba Walker with only four points on my team, very disappointing from him as well. Yeah, and I mean I, I think that Kemba was just always going to take a back seat in that game a little bit, just because Kemba's not the most alpha male person, and when you have so many of those other. I don't know what you want to call them. Super superstars on the court. I always just thought Kemba was not going to be uh, dominating. Yeah, I think it's wild in the All Star game. Like you have these guys who are basically All Stars, but then you have like the some of the best players that ever played in the game, and then you can immediately tell like the guys who are legit All Stars when they go up against these guys who are the best in the game. You're like, oh yeah, a team of the, the team full of guys who are the best in the game versus like back when that's when they had to start doing this because the East was so bad. Like the West would just murder them, so it's just like yeah. So when when the entire five best players in the league are going up against LeBron and Scrubs, this is pretty bad. Yeah, well, and I mean this year, right? LeBron's even in the West, so the the East team. I mean, I mean you see all been really bad. Well, you saw it with some of the later. I mean, I think their starting five would have looked okay, but the uh, reserve would have left a little bit to be desired. I mean, you know, they have Giannis and, and they have Kawhi. I mean, there's, there's a start, right? Yeah, and they got Embiid. Actually, right. Beal is, is playing great this year. Right. Uh, so. Shout out to Beal. Um, by the way, like shout out to to Beal going to be like a, a really, really good pick uh, next year. And I think that's something we're going to do here uh, moving forward. Uh, it is playoff time. We are going to talk about playoffs. 
Uh, but we're going to probably take uh, the amount of episodes we do per week down a little bit because there's no buying low or selling high. The trade deadline's pretty much over for everybody. So we're going to start looking into the future. We're going to start looking at uh, rookies for next year, maybe first year and second year players that we think might break out. Uh, maybe do some little year-end reviews, some of our more uh, pleasant surprises, uh, reviewing some of these guys for the rest of the year and into next year. Uh, because it's never too early to look in, into next year, Tyler. It's never too early. Well, and I think now is when you can maybe make some judgments. And we're going to see, you know, every team, you know, the All-Star break just happened. So people think, oh, the season's half over. Well, there's only like 25 games or less left for each team. So we're going to see some bubble ups that happen here. Um, some guys taking that step forward that we're going to really like going into next year. And we're going to probably talk about that plenty too. Uh, a guy that we've kind of seen doing it right is, is Kevin Knox and his numbers don't look that good for the full season. But if you go back and look just since like the turn of the calendar to 2019, Kevin Knox is averaging like 16 point and a half points a game. If you look just in, like from mid January on, he's averaging almost 19 points a game. So that's super impressive. Right. So there's guys like that, right. Who are going to bubble up and we're going to see other ones in the second half. And the question will become right. Like who goes on that next team? Um, Obviously if like, you know, they get Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, or maybe both those guys, Kevin Knox is not going to score that much, but if it's kind of Kevin Knox's team again, you know, where should we be looking at Kevin Knox to draft him? You know, is he really worth it? And Knox is even a more interesting case in this sense that he doesn't do a lot else. So that's a little worrying too, right? Is like he maybe gets you like five, six rebounds a game, but he doesn't really steal or block the ball. He's going to shoot some threes, but the percentages aren't great, great. So um, Knox will be an interesting person to talk about. And there'll be a lot of those rookies and sophomores are young players kind of doing something different. Well, I mean, with, with Knox, you, you kind of hope like, all right, the blocks aren't there and that's sometimes okay. Uh, sometimes uh, players take leaps and uh, the steals could go up, the assists could go up, uh, but it is hard to see uh, so, uh, seeing him taking a huge leap like that. Uh, one guy I've been paying attention to, and it, there's a, been a very disappointing win streak here in Chicago for the Chicago Bulls. But uh, Larry Markadon, who's playing very, very large minutes, uh, is is dropping like you – know, he had a 35-point game the other night. He's had a couple 30-point games here in the last uh, in the last month here. And uh, I think Larry, Larry Markadon is someone to keep an eye on, especially – going into next year is uh, for those nine cat roto leagues. Uh, if he can hover his blocks and steals around one apiece, if he can get that little bit more and maybe, maybe get a, a few more assists, maybe get some teammates who are actually decent <laughs> around him uh, instead of just Zach Levine who pounds the damn ball into the ground and then takes a, a wild shot, uh, which some more, goes in more often than it should. Uh, with low turnovers, Lowry Markadon to me is becoming a uh, kind of a sneaky sleeper in, in, looking into next year. Um, even though he um, he was kind of a, on people's radar this year, we had him ranked, I think, fairly high. But 
in his 38 games this season. He is currently ranked per game in a nine cat league 28th. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see too, you know, what that team looks like, number one. And number two, we really never saw the front court pairing of Wendell Carter Jr. and Laurie Markman. No, neither did Fred Hoiberg. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting though to see how those two coexist and how those two can play off each other. And I mean, there's gonna be a lot of those kind of new pairings we're gonna be talking about. Um how those two fit together and, and that'll be very interesting. Uh, and we won't really know the answer to that question until, you know, we actually get the next regular season. So you got to think though, that they're, they're not going to have all three of those guys scoring a ton. So, you know, where does Wendell Carter Jr. Fit in there? How, where do his, you know, what is he going to score? Like 13, 14 points a game, probably. Like where yeah, does I mean, it depends on if he develops the three point shot and how, how well that comes along. That's what I mean. Um, where, where are those points going to come from? If he could turn into like a, if he could so like there's like this prototype his name is brooke lopez he's not a prototype he's an old man but uh like that's a really really fun center to have is this stretch drive center that can shoot from almost anywhere i'm not saying wendell carter might ever get to brooke lopez shooting from the 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 logo type of of shots uh but a guy who could protect the rim and shoot threes spread the floor out for someone who's dominant like Giannis. Um, you know, if, if the Bulls have someone uh, named, uh, I forget what his name is, is Zion, Zion Williamson, who is also a freak of nature, maybe that's the perfect fit, Tyler. And all of a sudden, you're looking at a bunch of championships just, you know, just coming out of the woodwork immediately. The Bulls are on their way. You've, you've lost you've lost me again. You've lost me. I think, I think maybe your connection cut out or maybe you just started huffing some paint. I'm not sure. Something crazy happened there. Listen, uh, after seeing this many losses I've uh, from and this watching this Bulls team play, I have become delusional. So uh, that is the only way to survive being a Bulls fan at this point. Uh, but let's – you know, we're going to talk about stuff like this uh, pretty much for the rest of the season – and if you want to get uh, a little bit more insight, we're going to be doing some uh, special things for our Patreon subscribers. Go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. First off, you're helping support the show. Uh, shout out to all you patrons who are already supporting the show. You guys have really helped us this year uh, and have been a part of making this show better. So we really appreciate you. Uh, but a lot of that uh, preseason stuff, a lot of that looking into the future and, you know, people getting help with their keepers, stuff like that uh, all comes with the interactions you can have with us on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Go check that out. But Tyler, let's help people out with the playoffs and going into week 20 here. Um, I guess before we do that, let's, let's say um, poor showing by both of us, even though I won the uh, dunk competition by default, neither one of us picked the skills competition or the three point champion. Uh, we, we both really, really struggled with our picks for uh the the uh the the was it the saturday stuff was that on yeah. saturday yeah but come on joe harris i mean come on who was picking joe harris dude had one of the best picks. in the league yeah but so did buddy Eild and steph curry's probably the greatest three-point shooter of all time yeah you know, you know what I'm these, saying? Were the, these were the correct picks that we picked tatum got a little lucky shooting that uh, half-court shot and the dunk contest was one of the worst dunk contests of all time. So let's just pretend that day didn't happen. And let's go right to week 20. 
Well, so. week, week 20 is one of those weeks where we didn't have a lot of games last week, right? Because they yeah. only played on four days. so there, And every team played twice. So there was four days and every team played two games. Um, well, they made up for it in week 20. 20 teams play four times. Uh, the remaining 10 all have three games. So it's one of those weeks where, you know, getting a four-game guy is important. But with everybody playing four games, you're not really going to get that much of a schedule or games played advantage because there's just so many – there's so much volume out there. Yes. Um, this week, another very strange week. Um no teams, like you said, playing. Uh, I think you said playing. No teams playing two games. Everybody's three or four. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, the big game, the big day is Tuesday. Almost the only three teams are playing, and then the rest of the week's pretty, you know, standard. So I, I, I think it's going to be a little bit harder to uh, to get a, a a direct advantage. And this might be week one of your playoffs. Uh, I think a lot of. Uh, leagues start either right now or next week and so if they if this is your last week everything anything goes and if this is the playoffs for you anything goes you need to win no matter what so that if you can get an advantage in anything by dropping a guy who you shouldn't be dropping just to get a win it's worth the win because basically if this is the last week or the playoffs winner goes home yeah and um, I probably should clue you into this, but there's a big playoff matchup on this podcast this week. Uh-oh. Is that true? Someone needs yes. to be looking at the fantasy uh, listener leagues, I assume. Who, yes. Who's playing? The number one seed in the Watching the Boxes Dynasty League is playing the number four seed in the beginning of our two-week semifinal. Ah, uh, Yes. And one of those people, you know, the fourth seed, not looking very strong here. One of the greatest matchups of all time, uh, watching the boxes, Tyler versus watching the boxes, Mike C. Um, You you really talked a lot of shit uh, going into this Dynasty League uh, that I was not going to make the playoffs, but here I am. Here I am right here in the playoffs. I mean, uh, I I beat you by – Good for you. I beat you by 24 games during the regular season, so I'm not super scared, Mike. I mean, a 24-game advantage seems like a lot. It seems like a lot, but it, like I said just just a few minutes ago, anything goes in the playoffs, and uh, I will be pulling out all the stops here to make sure that you do not go any further in in this playoff run uh you're gonna be a one and done you're gonna be upset and uh I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to uh, are you gonna team. use your man joakim noah getting some consistent minutes on the bulls to beat me yo joakim uh joakim noah who is on memphis is actually uh like he's he was relevant there for a few days hey he had another good game tonight against the lakers man i just watched him throw down a monster dunk Listen, a healthy Joakim Noah, I think people, the kids, you know, we've been shit on the kids already, and I'm going to shit on them some more. People forget how good Joakim Noah was uh, once fourth in MVP voting at one point. And a lot of injuries uh, brought him, uh, along with everybody who was a Tibbs player, brought him back down to earth. But at 34, 
um, against the Clippers. He had 22 and 11. And then against the Lakers just tonight, uh, 14 and 12 with four assists. I mean, do you think it was some sort of curse? That's a pretty good streak. Because, like, as soon as Tibbs got fired, like, Derrick Rose was all of a sudden good again, and Joakim Noah, and Luol Dang's playing some minutes now. Like, do you think it was just like Tibbs had some crazy curse on him while he was coaching that they couldn't be good, and then it got lifted when he got fired? No, they were very, very good when they were playing for the Bulls. It was more of the uh, the fact that they couldn't stay healthy, and that was the sad. Well, that's my point. Of all did, those guys, that's what I mean. Did he curse them? Like once. Once they were good on the Bulls, did he curse them like once he left and then they just kept getting hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt? Um, Maybe. You think he does some like voodoo magic or something? Like he's some sort of sorcerer? I think, no, I think he's just a, a, a psychopath. And uh, I think they're just scared into into injury to because they don't want to disappoint him. I think he's got like mind control kind of shit. Hmm. I might have to call him up and ask him about that. He doesn't yeah. look like he's doing much these days. Well, I, I did see him uh, doing some networks uh, uh, show and just eerily smiling into the camera like a fucking lunatic that he is. And uh, it brings me joy to see that he is a, is, is a lunatic at all times. Just an absolute. It is not just on the basketball court. Yeah, just a psychopath at all times of the day and night. Uh, actually, let's throw it out there, Tyler. Let's say you're in a playoff matchup against uh, someone who's really, really good. Uh, in a let's just say a listener dynasty league, and you're really really worried about your rebounds. Is Joakim Noah worth worth streaming this week? Oh yeah, I mean, I think at this point, you know, I'm gonna ride any hot hand. And if you read my week twenty schedule primer this week, I went and actually outlined a few more guys who are hot hands. I don't do that a ton during the regular season because. Obviously, with some of those rotation guys, you know, it's just a blip and it's over real fast. But at this point, if I can get, like you mentioned it, 14 and 12. Yeah. Had, if I can get that for even a game, I'm pretty stoked in my playoff matchup. So um, I will definitely take some more shots on some players who are just on a hot streak uh, during the playoffs than I would necessarily maybe um, in a, a regular season matchup, especially if I feel like I'm the underdog and I need to swing for the fences a little bit to catch up, I will definitely take some of those chances. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Joakim Noah is going to be good for a one-off, especially if he's going to be playing like 23, 25 minutes a game. Well, and it's, uh, it's worth mentioning too, right, that Jaron Jackson Jr. is out. Yeah. They, they traded away Marcus All, So, you know, there's minutes in that front court available. Yeah, definitely. So there's Joakim Noah filling in that uh, gap. But I think if I had a, a choice between Joakim Noah this week and someone in your list named Kenneth Fareed, I think we will go with Kenneth Fareed, who I never thought I would say ever again. And I, you know what? I actually might have said this once before, maybe two years ago, uh, that I don't think I had ever say – Go out and take a flyer on Kenneth Fareed this week. Go out and take a flyer on Kenneth Fareed this week. I can't believe I'm saying it, but it's true. Do you have those numbers pulled up for uh, when he's just his games for the Rockets this year? Uh, let me let me really quickly. I don't think I have the because, Rockets games. Yes, because they are absolutely insane. Like 
if you throw out his time with Brooklyn and you just look at when he played for Houston, now it's not a huge sample size, um, but those numbers are crazy, especially for somebody that's on the waiver wire. No, no guarantee that that's going to keep up, obviously. But I mean, if you got the numbers, read them because they are impressive. So in the last twelve games, he spent the last fifteen games uh, with Houston. So I am actually missing a couple good games. So I'm just going to go somewhere in between these two numbers. Uh, in the last twelve games, he's basically been averaging sixteen points, ten rebounds, and almost a block, and over half a steal a game, shooting about. 60%. Yeah, and that's someone you can grab on the waiver wire. Like, like that's in, that's some pretty insane production. And it's you know, a top I mean, 70 players sitting out there on the waiver wire. And we and we, we said this going into uh, – actually going into the new year. We've been saying this for about a month or so, but there's going to be a lot of weird names coming out of the woodwork here in the uh, last third of this season. And Kenneth Fareed, certainly a shocking name to come out. Yeah, and um, – it's it always happens. It's going to happen again with somebody that we don't see coming, um, especially when the Chinese basketball season ends. Usually, one of those guys comes over and like gets a ten day contract and lights it up for four or five or six games. Um, so yeah, you can you can always expect a little bit of anything this time of year. Yeah, hundred percent. It is very strange. Uh, I'm also looking at your list here of waiver wire targets for week twenty. Very surprised about uh, this person being on your list because I'm surprised they're only owned in 41% of leagues, P.J. Tucker. Why isn't P.J. Tucker owned in more leagues? That doesn't make any sense. Um, the hate is real on P.J. Tucker. I mentioned a lot that he's you know a real good ad for threes, uh, rebounds, and steals. And the steals have been super crazy, so you can sort it on Yahoo for the last 30 days and – I was looking at that a little bit more than I normally do uh, for the article this week. You want to guess how many steals per game PJ Tucker is averaging over the last 30 days, according to Yahoo. So I, I have not sourced this number. Yahoo did for me. Okay. According to Yahoo steals PJ Tucker. I know he has been killing it because he has been killing uh, the, in a roto league that I am in, he has been killing me. So I know uh, he has been doing very, has, having some very good steel games. I'm going to say he's at like 2.3. 2. You, you are very close. It was 2.4 per game. Woo! So, yeah. And That's I. A, that, that is crazy. That's like top 10. I and mention a man, Marcus Smart, very often, right? Just add him for the steals. He can win you that category every week because he gets 1.5 to 1.7 steals almost every week per game. Um, yeah, getting 2.4, that's just crazy talk. And then he's helping you in two other categories too. So it's not like he's a negative everywhere else. Um, yeah, I don't understand why no one wants P.J. Tucker. I get that he never scores a ton. And some people get super fixated with like, oh, you're not scoring 10 points a game. You can't be good. That's far from the case. Yeah, I, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, ESPN for doing something right, and that's the the player rater is usually pretty decent of a uh, of a device to kind of get a feel of who's, like, the top player in certain statistics uh, over the last, like, season, 30 days, etc. P.J. Tucker is only being outstolen by one single player in the last 30 days, Tyler. Um, and actually it's very, very close. They both have the same rating. Technically this one guy's ahead. Do you know who that guy is? 
Um, He's does leading, he, probably leading the league in assists or steals. I mean, does he play for a Western Conference team? He plays for the same team as PJ Tucker. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I'll let you. I'll let you spoil it for everyone. Of course. Uh, this it was uh, Kenneth Free. No, James Harden uh, and PJ Tucker are in the last thirty days averaging the same amount of steals, which is pretty insane. Followed by Mikkel Bridges in the last thirty days. So, uh, and then our boy Thaddeus Young. Yeah, so and- Roto League. These are people who should not. These are people who should be owned. Right now, they should be on your team. And there's some guys who aren't. I mean, Bridges made the list too this week. He is not that owned, and obviously he didn't make the the top ten for the weekly because the Suns only play three times. But he made the list at the bottom there. Bridges and and we mentioned this a lot. You know, after the draft, if he gets minutes, he's gonna produce in blocks and steals. He's actually producing well in both categories for the season. Now his blocks have been down a little bit. Uh, recently, he's only getting like 0.3 blocks a game. Um, yeah, Bridges is definitely a guy that if you need help in those two categories in a, to win your weekly matchup, he's probably one of the better people to add. Yes, absolutely. And I think this obviously goes for Roto players, but not just Roto players, but head-to-head players as well. There are these dudes who are owned in, in less than 50% of leagues who are, who are not rostered who could win you a week in one of these counting categories. You know, Dwayne Dedman's out there, and he's been uh, blocking up a storm over the last month. Um, You know, obviously we talked about P.J. Tucker. Terrence Ross hits a lot of threes. Patty Mills hits a lot of threes. So, like, go go take a look, Uh, whether it be ESPN, Yahoo, Basketball Monster, hashtag basketball.com. Go out and take a look and and exploit – the the statistics and start exploiting them right away. Do a little research on your playoff matchup. Is he is is the player you're going against? Is uh, he or she good at blocks or just mediocre at blocks? And exploit their weaknesses because that one category could, that you exploited with your streamers could end up winning you your playoff matchup. Yeah, and I mean it's super easy to do, right? You can just write down the guy's season stats, you know, and then say. Okay, he's playing three games this week and just kind of go there. I mean, it's not perfect, right? And, you know, every once in a while, someone unexpected has a crazy 40-point game, and you you can't really plan for that. But at the same time, like, I think I win a lot of my my bigger matchups by just looking at it on paper at the beginning and go, okay, I'm playing Mike. Mike's team, they're better than me in rebounds, but it's by so much I'm not really going to catch him. But he might be a little bit better in blocks than me but I could make up because he's probably only going to be like two, three blocks ahead for the week. If I just stream some block guys in there, I can probably steal that category from him. And maybe that's the category. Maybe it was looking like it was going to be four to four or maybe five to four in his favor. If I steal that category, that's a win for me. Exactly. Tyler, you've been doing your research. Uh, I I would be worried if I was you this week because I, I think you – I don't. I don't think I'm a very good matchup for you. I. I, I think there's going to be. Uh, I think there's going to be an upset here in the dynasty league. I will say this about uh, the dynasty league: John Wall uh, and his injury, and then and then second injury, um, and missing the season, did not help me in that dynasty league. But I think pretty much the whole season I have been one of the best teams. But 
the fact that three of my guys at the trade deadline went into a lesser role than what they were playing did not help my team. So I may not be the best team anymore, but I will not say that you are the best team, Mike. I think that title belongs to somebody else in the league. Yeah, you can, uh, you, you will be saying I'm the best team here in a few weeks when once again, I win one of the listener leagues. Uh, well, it's definitely not going to be the other one because I'm pretty sure you did not make the playoffs. Uh, it is definitely not going to be our boring redraft <laughs> listener league. Uh, a brutal, brutal finish for me. Down in 13th place out of 16. Uh, well, I'm you didn't finish at the bottom. You didn't finish at the bottom. Like There for a while, I thought you might be dead last. No offense to you. I no. Uh, I had a bad draft. I had a bad strategy. And I, since this league is so large, there was just really no way to recover. Uh, I, oh, tried yeah. a, I tried a few trades. Here and there, and I think too many of those uh, you listeners knew what trades were coming because I announced them on this stupidly on this podcast. Um, and I will say this too: in, in a sixteen-team league like that, where the rosters are deep enough, um, there is nothing on that waiver wire. So if you have some injuries, like the winning team in that league is going to be the healthiest team in the playoffs because if you got a couple injuries you can go from being one of the best teams to being one of the absolute worst teams in that league in a split second. Yeah, and I don't think like, the playoffs start till next week, I think. They do, but I had a week where Steph Curry missed, and I think I lost that week 8-0. I'm not joking. And I, my team's pretty decent, but losing Steph Curry just it eliminated me that week. Yeah, uh, shout-out to uh, all our listeners in the both of those listener leagues. Uh, but especially Stranger Tom's Mouth to Feed, Chicago Typhoons, Hardwood play, hardwood Players, which I don't feel like you need the U in it. So, you know, feel free to change that. And the Supersonics and True. Let's go. I'll give a shout out to True uh, School of Teaching as well, all with 80 plus wins this year, along with Tyler. Um, all probably going to be making the playoffs. Could be, uh, could be a, a fight for, I think we have eight teams in this playoff. So, could be the playoffs did start, Mike. You are you are what? losing your mind again. Started. Yep. I thought this we it's, had one. I thought it's we me had and the players in the in the four or five matchup in this. I thought we had one Stranger, more week. Stranger Tom it. and Renegade Hoops is the one eight. True School Teaching is playing Mouse to Feed in the two seven battle, and the Supersonics and the Typhoons in the three six matchup. Oh well, then shout out to Renegades of Hoop for making the playoffs. And uh, sorry, trust the processes. You you didn't make it. Um, so shout out to all of our listeners and our uh, strange, all Patreon subscribers for making the playoffs this year. Uh, great job, everybody. You certainly it, schooled me. Is it strange that Mike finished fifty games back from first place? I just thought I'd throw that out there. We don't need. We don't need to talk about that. Fifty, a whole fifty, Mike, a whole five zero. This team, this team was very trash. I tried to build a team around Ben Simmons, and it, uh, it did, it just, it did not work. I had a bad draft pick, and I think if you go look into the teams that are in the bottom half of this, they all kind of got you know bad draft picks in a in a very large league. Uh, next year, we will not be playing with such large leagues. We will just do multiple leagues uh, for all our Patreon subscribers. Uh, patreon.com slash watching the boxes if you want to get an early in on the listener leagues for next year uh, you, you can get first dibs 
if you um, subscribe anytime between now and the end of the season, uh, you will give first dibs to the listener leagues. So um, thanks to all our patrons out there. Tyler, do you have anything else to say about uh, week 20 here? Um, week 20, not so much. Uh, we can say a quick word on the week 21 if that is something you're interested yeah, in. T- tell me all about it. Um, so week 20, we mentioned it, right? Lots of games in week 20. Week 21, if we're looking forward, is a week where we have the two games coming back. So the Cavs and the Clippers only have two games. There is the majority of teams playing three games, and we have exactly, I want to make sure I got this right, two, four, six, eight, ten teams playing four games. Um, Your Chicago Bulls are one of them. So next week's going to be one of those weeks, right, where you can definitely stream in some four-game guys and get a nice advantage if you have a weekly locks league. And the streaming is rather prevalent because we have only one day with double-digit games. Wednesday has 10. Um, both Friday and Sunday have nine, so those get a little bit questionable. But we've got four solid days where we can do some streaming, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at least. And I feel like next week is a great week to start your playoffs because there is definitely some advantages to be had from people paying attention. Absolutely. This is the playoff times. Everybody should be paying attention. Obviously, I was not paying attention in the boring listener league because I didn't even know it was the playoffs, but I wasn't. I knew I wasn't in the playoffs either, and that's why I wasn't paying attention there. Um, but shout out to all of our listeners who ended up in the playoffs. You will be getting seriously. It's a, there is will be a, a prize for first place for all the listener leagues, including the second chance listener league as well. So uh, do um, uh, do continue to, to strive for greatness because this is going to be a very coveted prize. Um, it is not um, a visit from me or Tyler. Uh, we can't, af- we cannot afford to fly to wherever you are. Um, we just can't. It's not going to happen. So if you thought that was going to be the prize, then give up, especially if you're playing me in the uh, second chance listener league, feel free to give up. Uh, I would appreciate that because I think the guy I'm playing is currently tied with me. Yeah. For Fox sake, good name. Uh, Feel free to give up. I would really appreciate that. Tyler, you're, I think you're going to get last in the second chance listener league. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little worried about you, but uh, I'm not worried about the second chance league because I am, I think I'm going to win that one. Um, It's going to be pretty close. There's a top, uh, actually, like the top six guys, seven guys are pretty close. So uh, it's going to be a fun race in the second chance league. Shout out to all the Patreons who joined that league as well. And I think that is it uh, for tonight. Everybody, if you like what you heard, please rate, review us online, or you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. Hit us up with questions, comments, feedback for the show. Uh, like I said, we are going to be switching the format here because there's no trade deadlines. There's a lot of playoffs going on. We're going to be talking playoffs. We're going to be talking about uh, some of those weird pickups for uh, your your down-the-stretch runs, whether it be Roto Leagues or head-to-head. But we're also going to be looking at uh, the year as a whole and things to look forward to in the future. So if there is something specific that you guys want to hear, uh, hit us up. 
at Watch the Boxes at Tyler P. Watts, and we will catch you next time. Thanks, everybody.